everybody. This is The Prepared Mindset. I'm Austin, your host, and I got another awesome episode coming at you guys this week, joined by Dylan Ruth. Uh, I've had Dylan on the podcast in the past, talking about his uh, personal experiences, and I had a really, really great discussion probably eight, nine months ago at the beginning of the year, and excited to have Dylan back on to talk about his work with the Green Beret Range Day. So what this is, is a range event that Dylan put together as a charity. You know, a lot of us went through COVID and we had COVID projects that uh, we used to eat up our free time and our lockdown and help maintain our sanity. You, know, you, you rebuilt a deck or you painted the house or you remodeled your, your basement or did a whole bunch of cleaning. Well, in Dylan's case, he started a fundraiser to raise money for the Green Beret Foundation which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a foundation, a charity <clears throat> that that raises money for former Green Berets that have medical issues tied back to their service to the country and support them with, the, with, with medical bills or whatever the case may be, right? So Dylan started this back in 2020 and has held the event each year uh, for the last couple of years here, and it has only grown. He's, he brings in outside, it's not, you know, and I say this in the pod, in the podcast discussion, you know, people say range day and they think, oh, we're shooting skeet or we're all going to stand on a firing line and just shoot some targets. No, it's not, it's not that he, uh, he gets into it and, and, and explains how he approached this from a way that would bring value to everybody involved. And it's, it's super cool. It really is. It's very impressive to, to hear about, uh, what, what Dylan has pulled together and, and the, the growth and just the, the, the vision, right. For what this can be and what he wants it to be and what it has been. And, and it just, it's a great story. You know, it's a great idea, raise money, contribute to the community, network people together. It does so many great things. Uh, it's just, it's awesome. So he had the, the 2022 event just a couple weekends ago, and I knew about this months and months in advance. I unfortunately wasn't able to make it out for the, the event, but I, I knew it was going on and we had talked about it before and I wanted to make sure that I got him on here while everything was still fresh in his mind and, and to talk about it because I think it's a really, really good uh, experience and a really, really good opportunity for any of you guys listening or even in the remote area <clears throat> to go out and you know, donate to a good cause, but then also get some really, really good information and have a really, really great time from an outstanding cast of uh, characters, if you will, that Dylan has pulled together as the guest instructors for the range day. So um, great discussion with Dylan. You guys are really, really going to dig it. I know you will. It's awesome. Uh, before I get into all of that, as always, I do need to say thank you to our presenting sponsors, and that's sponsors with two S's. Wait, Three, because uh, we have uh, some some exciting news here. Um, we have brought on additional sponsors. So before I get to that, got to make sure we say thank you to Eclipse Holsters. Eclipse, who has been with us for a long, long time and makes outstanding Kydex holsters. Guys, head over to EclipseHolsters.com and check out what they got going on. You need a holster for inside the waistband, outside the waistband, mag carriers, uh, you know, whatever you need, they have. They have core concealment carry belts. If you've just purchased your first handgun and you want to carry, guys, <clears throat> don't skip out on the belt. Don't skip out on the holster, right? A, a crappy Mike, uh, Uncle Mike's nylon holster, not, not what you want. It's not safe. 
It doesn't even matter. It's not flashy. It is not safe. Pick up an Eclipse holster. You can use our discount code, Prepared Mindset, all one word, 20% off. Okay. Carry with confidence and carry with safety. While you're at the site, pick up a core concealment belt. It helps hold up, you know, guys, a loaded firearm, extra mags, it, it, it weighs quite a bit, even with polymer firearms. You need a reinforced belt like a core concealment belt <clears throat> to hold up the firearm. Go over to the site, grab one. You spend over 100 bucks, Guys, they're going to upgrade you to free FedEx two-day shipping, which is awesome, especially as we're getting into the holidays. Honestly, you're looking for something for your you know, boyfriend, husband, wife, loved one, brother, dad, whatever. Grab them a whole new holster. Grab them a new belt. They have wallets. They have tourniquet holders. They have all kinds of stuff. Again, our code prepared mindset, all one word. It's going to save you 20% off your order. And if you spend over $100, they're going to upgrade you to free FedEx two day shipping. And guys, be on the lookout. They're going to have some pretty exciting stuff coming up for Black Friday, which is just a few weeks away. Hard to believe we're already almost to the holidays. One more time, eclipseholsters.com, presenting sponsor of the Prepared Mindset podcast. Additionally, we are proud to, well, we already announced on Instagram, but proud for the first time to mention here on the podcast that we are working with Active Carry. Guys, medical equipment is essential. If you carry a firearm every day, you should be carrying medical with you every day. Maybe it doesn't have to be quite on your person. Maybe it's in a bag. At the very least, should be in a vehicle. Head over to Active Carry Tech. That's TEC.com. And check out the kits that Bill and team have put together there. They sent me one of their blazer kits. It's got absolutely everything that you could need to treat a critical injury, tourniquet, chest seal. Guys, it's just it's got what you need in there. You know, basic uh, boo boo stuff like some band aids and things like that. Up to like I said, your chest seals, your tourniquets. Uh, he sent me one of the Slishman uh, bandages, which is kind of like a pressure bandage and a tourniquet had a baby. It's crazy shit. Uh, really, really awesome. Um, but he, they hooked us up with the discount code PMP10. And that's going to save you 10% off your order. Guys, you, you really need to go check it out. Again, Active Carry Tech, T E C, right? Dot com. And go pick up a medical kit. If you don't have one, if you're still, you know, uh, rocking around town with some first aid kit you picked up at Walmart, it's not going to be enough. It's really not going to be enough guys. And if you carry a gun, if you're serious about protecting your life and protecting the lives of the loved ones around you, you need to have the right medical supplies. They sell full kits at the website. They sell pieces and components. You can build things up. You can upgrade, Head on over to the site. Again, the discount code PMP10 will save you 10% off your order. Head on over to activecarrytech.com. See what they got going on. Pick up something today. Make sure you're ready for when disaster strikes. And lastly, <clears throat> got to make sure I mention, guys, we have a Patreon page. Patreon is our latest endeavor in uh, growing the podcast here and trying to get more information and content out to all of you. So, Head over to patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. Consider signing up as a patron. Donate to the cause here. You get access to things like targets and drills, videos, uh, exclusive interviews, exclusive episodes, uh, my thoughts, things like that, blogs, articles, all kinds of cool stuff going on over there. We're always working on adding more content onto the Patreon feed. 
And all the money from that comes back to help support us with the podcast here and everything that we're doing to try and uh, and, and build this endeavor. So again, patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. Head on over, check it out. All of our targets and drills are currently set to public, totally free. Uh, consider signing up as a patron and donating to the mission. But enough of that. I'm going to get on over. I'm going to quit, you know, running my my mouth here. I'm going to get on over to my discussion uh, with Dylan. Again, we're talking a lot about uh, training and his endeavor with creating and running the Green Beret Range Day charity event. I hope you guys dig it. It's it's a super cool story, honestly, um, and I'm super happy to to know Dylan. And I couldn't be more thrilled with the success that he's finding uh, with this event and hearing what he's got going on into next year already. And we're, we're about a year out still. It's, it's exciting and uh, surprising and daunting all at once. Really, really cool stuff. I hope you guys dig it. I'm going to jump on over to that. Here we go. Hey man, how's it going? Hey, doing good. Awesome. How about yourself? Good, good, man. I'm happy we got to, uh, pull this together and i know you've been doing a bunch of stuff lately uh i think it was two weekends ago with the the range day fundraiser um some classes and things i honestly it doesn't feel like it but it's almost a, a year there's coming uh, up on a year since you were on uh the pod last not not quite a year um i think it's been eight months because yeah, the um, for sure. the last time that we talked was like right after my original account got oh, deleted yeah. out of existence. And I remember, yeah, that was, that was on Valentine's day when that happened or yeah. the day after or something like that. Cause I reported yeah. the ATF's Valentine's day post for 2022 as, uh, <laughs> what, what, what was it? Time. It was, uh, yeah, a dangerous organization slash individual that was inciting violence. And I reported that post on Instagram and 24 hours later, my account was just like, <laughs> did not exist. Like I was wiped off the face of exi- like face of the planet. I'll teach you, you smart ass. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, psych. I didn't learn anything. Um, <laughs> so now it's time for me to interview you for our weekly podcast. Um, oh, when I, when I powered up zoom here, uh, yeah. It showed me like a quick little snippet before I unmuted myself. And I saw you pouring yourself a glass of bourbon. Yeah. What is it? Uh, it is. I Weller. will judge you on this answer. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, it's Weller. Um, fuck. What is it? It's the uh, the green label. It's not the Antique 107. It's whatever is like right below that. The Like their base. Oh, yeah. um, that, that's still a good one, too. Yeah, I, I mean, like I like muted bourbon. It's a little bit sweeter, um, not not quite as harsh. And uh, this time last year, we took a trip down to down to Cleveland during uh, bourbon allocation season. So <clears throat> got a bunch of a bunch of Weller uh, for MSRP, which up here in Michigan is basically fucking unheard of. Um, so I still have like half a fifth of uh, Weller Antique One Hundred Seven. Um, I have a decanter. Uh, that I'm working on with this bottle Weller. And I think I have another one that's kind of just like waiting to be, uh, to be opened. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. Now my, the second and final question of my <laughs> interview, do you have a handgun on you? No, I don't. You fucking poser. 
posting <laughs> your strap checks on Instagram stories like well I do it during like the you day. already have one I'm down here drinking bourbon I I mean I got a, a rifle right here with some loaded magazines I mean if something were to happen in my home I would probably prefer to grab that okay that's valid uh, yeah. I will accept that answer yeah all right on with the podcast yeah so um let's talk about the uh the range day you know i know when you were on last time you had you had mentioned it and stuff but um can you kind of let's let's start from the top i guess again with that and uh because you've been doing it a couple years now right and it's kind of taken off and you've grown every, every year right yeah so um this is our third year doing it we started in 2020 and just two weekends ago we wrapped up uh the 2022 event uh for those of you unfamiliar it is gb range day as in green beret range day formerly it was called uh gbf range day because all of the money that we raise goes directly to the green beret foundation however since the last time we've spoken austin uh my contact at uh the green beret foundation reached out to me and kind of gave my pp a little bit of a smack for using their acronym and also their logo which I didn't, I guess, you know, stupidity, live and learn. I was using their their logo, and I didn't realize that their acronym was also copyrighted. So stupid Jeez. moment for me, but they were cool with it. They're like, hey, you know, we really appreciate what you're doing, and uh, we politely request that you pretty please change this because of, you know, some liability stuff. Yeah, uh, they don't want it to look like it's their range day. Mm-hmm. It's just a range day to raise money for them, which in some ways I greatly appreciate because I still have complete creative freedom with anything that I want to do with this event. I can do it and I don't need their approval. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just do it. So, so yeah, that's, that, that is a benefit. Not that I think they would necessarily go out of their way to try and make it a worse event right but it's just it's nice that it it's something you it's your baby you get to keep it that way exactly exactly so um real quick just straight off the bat for anybody listening to this um if you want to look us up uh on instagram it's gb underscore range underscore day and we also have a website it is gbrangeday.com However, I believe if you uh, if you try to log into it right now, we have it down for maintenance. But uh, just for, for future reference, if anybody's listening to this down the road, the website will likely be back up in a couple of weeks uh, once we do some rebuilding stuff. But um, I guess just diving into what the event is, it is a charity range day. The whole idea behind this event is to get you guys, you listening, out to this event, and you're going to receive world-class training from some phenomenal instructors, a lot of which you probably have heard of. And every single fucking cent that we raise from your entry fees and also from raffles goes directly to the Green Parade Foundation. Uh, Luckily, myself and a couple of close friends we out of pocket all of the cost of actually running this event so all of the targets that you shoot um up until this year uh i was paying for the event patches out of my own hard-earned cash and you and me were just having a bitch sesh about work 
yeah. before we hit record yeah. on the podcast. So, um, you know, that's, you know, if I'm paying for that out of my own pocket, like I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that it forever stays every single fucking cent goes to the charity that we claim it's going to. Mm-hmm. And it is. Um, however, the reason I said up until this year, we actually had one of the most rad sponsors we've ever had for the event this year. And it's not because it was anything huge, but I just had a dude DM me out of the blue and he's like, on, on the event page, and he's like, dude, uh, who do I talk to about sponsoring or about sponsors? And I'm like, well, it's just me. Um, I do this whole thing. Uh, are you like asking about particular sponsors or are you asking to sponsor? And it was weird because it was coming from a personal page and not like any kind of company page. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, no, dude, I want to sponsor it. Here's my phone number. Give me a call. And I'm like, well, oh, this is a little bit strange, but what's the worst that can happen? Let's call this dude. So I call him up and he tells me this incredible story. Uh, I won't say his name, but I'll say he works for a company called the Officer Store. Uh, I don't, I just don't know if he'd be, you know, comfortable yeah. with me throwing his name out there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, he was served many, many a year in Special Forces as a Green Beret. And was personally helped by the Green Beret Foundation when he was getting out. Wow. And he saw this as an opportunity to give back. Kind of comes. And I thought that was, yeah, yeah, I thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever. And we get to talking. He's like, So, how can I, how can we sponsor? You know, we sell some things for that departments use, but a lot of it isn't really going to be you know, strictly of interest to like the general civilian shooting population. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's like, is there anything that like you guys need purchased that we can purchase for you? I was like, well, I haven't ordered the event patches yet. If you, uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you guys would be comfortable footing the bill for that, that would be a, a huge financial help for us. And he's like, bro, no shit. We make patches. What? So the officer store located right here in Pennsylvania, where we have the event for those of you guys who are wondering it's in Pennsylvania. Um, and they made us the patches for the event, which I think that is just like the coolest sponsorship we've ever had. That is really neat how that all comes together. You know, like just somebody who, who, you know, was a green beret, we got the assistance from the foundation and then uh, <clears throat> just being able to like, like you know, make the connection there to, to help support what you're doing now too. Like, and just funny that no, man, we can definitely do that. We actually make patches, not even like they have to go order it yeah. through somebody or deal with anything like that's, you know, um, and then hopefully continually, you, you guys can continue that going forward too. Like if nothing else, like order through them, you know, it's like this, you start building a network, you know? Yeah. And, so actually that gentleman and another guy from the same company actually came up to the event this year. And, wow. you know, once they saw everything that was going on, they're like, bro, we're in. So I, awesome. I'm hoping that's going to be a relationship that continues down the road. And, yeah, like you were saying about, like, building those connections, um, it's incredible the people I've met from that community and the support that we've received through this program, uh, well, through me doing this. I say we, but it's all just me. We just sounds more professional. 
So if I'm saying we, it's, it's just me. Just sounds better. <laughs> yeah, it, it does sound better. But um, the amount of people that I've been put in touch with, I've made connections with, it's incredible. And it's kind of crazy how small of a community uh, it really is. And I say that as an outsider, for anybody wondering, I am not formally a Green Beret. I never served in the military, no law enforcement experience or anything like that. Um, just I wanted to start up this event. Yeah, just a dirty sieve. Um, (laughs) Growing up, uh, middle school, me was infatuated by books about Special Forces and Green Berets. And naturally, like any other 12-year-old, like that's what I'm going to do when I grow up. And, you know, life takes other twists and turns. And I know it's not too Mm -hmm. late. But uh, I kind of just saw this event as an opportunity to do something good for the shooting community and do something good for our veterans, especially our veterans in need of that real help the dudes who gave it all and their families need help putting their kids through school the dudes who on the va disability scale are three or four hundred percent disabled those dudes need the help um and i just saw this doing this event as an opportunity to give back to those guys yeah, that's, I mean, it's awesome. It's a really, I mean, it's a very, it's, e- I don't want to say it's easy, you know, because I applaud anybody that does charitable work, right? I do. Uh, but it, it's easy in comparison to just, you know, collect money to just put out a jar or something to, to take it a step further to try and engage people. And, you know, and in this instance, you're engaging some of the people that the foundation has helped in the past and bringing everyone together. So now it's like a, a, a community effort, really, right? It's a community thing, not just a, it's, le- I mean, it is a charity, but it's less of a charity. It's more of like a, I mean, I really don't know what you would call it, but it's, it's really cool. I mean, in only three years time, I would say that's, I would say that's really good growth and probably really for you, I'm sure really exciting to, to see that kind of develop and unfold right in front of you. It really is. And it's, I mean, I'm giving myself like a month of vacation from this thing before I really <laughs> dive in hard on planning next year. But yeah, um, I mean, and I already have some it? of it set. Oh, dude, it is a huge, huge process. Um, just the am- amount of administrative stuff and organizing. It is so much work and so many like man hours of contacting sponsors, contacting instructors, uh, coordinating with our host facility. Uh, it is a whole lot of administrative work. And really, uh, I fucked this up this year. Uh, you know, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing with planning an event of any kind. Like, I am the biggest of chips, as uh, administrative results would say. <laughs> but so I, I've, I've made some mistakes administratively that, um, like this year, for example, I did not open registration soon enough. And the website was originally intended to only be used for signups. And all information about the event was going to be run through Instagram, which is how we did everything through Instagram in 2020 and 2021. But in 2022, just due to the complexity of the signup process, because we made some big changes to the event structure for this year. Um, I needed a more sophisticated thing than I could do on Instagram. So 
I did not get signups launched until like I think it was like the last week of September. And the event is late October. Like it just wasn't enough. Yeah. So my goal for this year or for uh, going into 2023 is to have everything squared away and launch registration by July at the latest June, if I can get that. That's awesome. That's my goal. That gives you a nice like 90 day window to keep everything open prior to the event. At least. Exactly. And really push that advertising and get as many people in as we can, because we really didn't see any growth compared to last year. And it was a lot of familiar faces. So yeah, my, my kind of takeaway from that is, Hey, dumbass, you waited way too long to get registration opened and you didn't have enough time to market it enough to truly grow the event. Well, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, and that kind of stuff is it's, it's an organic, you know, uh, process. I'm sure I can only imagine all the stuff that goes into it and, uh, you still held the event this year. So from, I, I, would imagine from a business perspective, <clears throat> companies that you're uh, looking or are looking at at sponsoring events like this, right? It's good that you have the continued process. You haven't taken any years off and you have at least some growth and things like that. I think that, uh, I mean, I, I imagine you'll be just fine, uh, but I definitely understand. I mean, you'll as the one putting this together, you'll probably be more critical of it than than anybody else will. I'm, I'm almost sure of that. Definitely. I I'm like I'll, I'll catch myself thinking I'm like why the fuck does anybody come to this dude I this is like the worst <laughs> thing ever. Oh but, yeah, uh, I mean I, you know, I know you're always going to be your own harshest critic. So so who um, did you, you know, uh, who did sorry go ahead oh no uh, go ahead I was just gonna say who did you because I know we talked and I I think I know you had um our friend Josh was one of the instructors there helping to uh, contribute and teach throughout the event. Um, you talk a little bit about uh, who you had come in and, and the kind of things that were offered to us. Cause it's not just a, you know, I think when people think range day, they think like trap shooting or everyone's going to get on a line and we're all going to do ready up drills. And that's really not quite what you put together. No, not at all. But yeah, dude, my homie, Josh, Josh Deeringer, uh survive first contact. If you guys haven't listened to that podcast, fire that up next because Josh is just a rad human being. And he is so humble, but so full of knowledge. He's one of my favorite people to talk to and ask questions. Uh, Just incredible guy. Um, And a a great friend as well beyond just, um, you know, doing the the charity event or Instagram stuff. Yeah. Um, Incredibly good looking too. Incredibly good looking, yeah, dude. And he, his he is dummy thick in all the right places, man. I mean, he kind of hides it sometimes. He's very modest, but that boy. Anyway, um, so before we talk about like the instructor, the instructors, and like what they offered, mm-hmm. uh, let's back up just a half step here to kind of like the event structure. So the way that we ran this year and twenty twenty three is going to differ a little bit, and we'll get into that later. Um, you could sign up for two four-hour classes. So there were a, a, a whole list of different topics from different instructors that you could take. And it was kind of like signing up for college classes online. Like you got to pick like what class you wanted to take in the morning and what class you wanted to take in the afternoon. And that way you could kind of like the day was yours, man. You could find the topics that you felt were interesting. 
mm-hmm. and uh, you know, have at it. So you could come here and take nothing but shooting classes and burn through like a thousand rounds in a day if you wanted to, or you could sign up for if you didn't have the money to shoot a thousand rounds of ammo in a day, you could take classes that required no ammo at all. I know dudes who, uh, my, my brother is an example. He didn't even get his gun out of his car because <laughs> the classes that he was taking uh, didn't require a firearm. You know, it's funny. My brother, so, um, it sounds just like my brother. He will not use ammo if he doesn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny enough. <laughs> I put I put together like as incredible an event as I can. And the entire day of the event, I'm busy doing administrative bullshit that I really don't want to do but needs done. Um and I don't get to participate in any oh, of it. That sucks. On the day of the range day or on the day of the charity event, I think I fired nine rounds at the very end of the day while we were cleaning up and it wasn't even through my gun. Well, just to say that you shot. <laughs> it, uh, well, we're all walking around under nods, and a buddy of mine pulls out a HK Mark 23 with an IR laser on it. And oh, he's like, cool. so who wants to shoot it? And I'm like, duh, everybody. Yeah, in front of the line. <laughs> I go first. That was, that was <clears throat> the only time I shot the whole day. Anyway, so the instructors that we had at our 2022 event, and there will be some returning for next year and some that won't be. Uh, so we'll start off with Josh, since we already mentioned him, uh, Josh Deeringer with survive first contact. He did a field craft class that was kind of like a seer slash field craft kind of class. He talked a lot about, um, you know, survival, you know, also a lot about, different kind of field crafty things like hey this is how you build a shelter without using a tent this is how you camouflage it this is how you construct it for different kinds of uh you know uh scenarios like do you need to stay warm are you trying to stay cool is it raining um are you expecting contact are you expecting to be try to be found with ir with thermal um all kinds of different considerations uh, different forms of water purification. Again, when you're expected to be hunted by thermal or night vision, uh, and different ways to do things while maintaining a very low signature. Phenomenal class. I I sat around by his class for a while and kind of watched what was going on, and I heard nothing but good feedback from the guys who sat through the whole thing. And Josh, just an absolute rock star of a human being. Um, he, you know, he he knocked that class out of the park, man. Josh is like, and a lot of special forces guys are, because keep in mind their, their role in, you know, when they're deployed is teaching and building up foreign forces. So teaching is the thing, dude, the man showed me his binder for his pistol one class. And I think there were five pages of bullet points on different topics that had to do solely a solely with aligning the sites like the man is so analytical but because of that he teaches things so well that you can really understand not only the what but the why Uh, if any of you guys are in the virginia area listening definitely hit up survive first contact on instagram 
and trying to book him for a class while he's still in the area because they're getting ready to move. Won't say where, won't say why. If you no, know, he's, you know. No, yeah, he's he's said it on the pod before. They're moving to Hawaii for his wife's job. I gave him a bunch. Oh, okay, of cool. Yeah, yeah cool. cool. The yeah. monkey on your back, uh, you have to move to Hawaii. How awful. <laughs> yeah, the, the way that uh, their, their trip or their uh, temporary move is looking, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it to the 2023 event, which is a huge bummer. But, um, yeah, absolutely amazing human being. Uh, so next up, uh, another special forces guy that Josh introduced me to, uh, Irving Laura, who owns Trauma Naked, did a – actually, I have the certificate right here. I can see what he called the class because it was, like, more involved than Stop the Bleed, but it wasn't quite TCCC. Uh, oh, he literally called it the GBRD First Responder Workshop. That's so helpful. Cool, but not very helpful <laughs> in me telling you exactly what it was. But they talked a lot about, um, you know, trauma for gunshot wounds, pretty specifically on that. Um, but a medical class. Again, those two classes I've already named, no MO involved. Yeah, you just it's super helpful. Yourself. So, I mean, stuff that people legitimately, it's not like you're getting like a, uh, like a vocal history about the M4 or something like that, where you're just going to listen to some somebody talk about and mostly an animate object, right? Like actual yep. engaging material and information that like everybody sh- can be. I mean, and you could you could be one of these people that just abhors violence and doesn't ever want to own a gun and still find a shitload of value in those two things and still be an incredibly yeah. effective individual. Absolutely. Um, next up is a class that you would probably love. Well, I know you would just looking at your post that you're always tagging me in. Um, it was put on by my buddy, Chuck, the, Chuck, the fed, uh, won't say who he works for, what he does, but rad human being, awesome guy. Uh, go follow his art page. It's a uh, team dot Ronin. Uh, he does some artwork patches and t-shirts and shit like that. Cool. Um, and he does all the artwork himself amazing guy but um we'll leave it at he's a instructor at a cqb school at a federal level and also on an entry team and he taught a solo cqb class uh with an emphasis on home defense which was phenomenal again we're in a shoot house at a charity event no ammo required (laughs) So that's in that case, it's a lot of just teaching like footwork and how to think through things rather than the actual trigger pulling. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, you'll find out when I eventually drag your ass to an Orion class. Um, Working on it. I'm working on it. I'm trying to find a site here to host rather than go somewhere. I want to bring it to Michigan. That'd be amazing. Uh, You can, I'm sure you can find like just a abandoned building in Detroit and bring Jared out there. You know, all, all will be good. But, <laughs> anyway, nothing, nothing can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> nothing will go wrong. Um, anyway, you'll find that CQB, like, dude, the shooting. I mean, it does need to be to a high level, and you need to be at a very high level proficiency. Don't think that because it's in a room that the fundamentals don't matter. That you know, stock placement, uh, recoil control, trigger manipulation. All that stuff is almost more paramount because the threat is right fucking there. 
Right. But outside of that, it's like you'll find that CQB is, dude, it is a thinking man's game. It really makes sense why Travis Haley is always saying thinkers before shooters. Mm-hmm. No, and, and if anybody has even tried to start learning, like I've I've talked a lot with Jared and Jason and Blake and Burke all over at you know Orion Training Group, <clears throat> and and just from what I've been able to gleam off of short Instagram videos and just conversation. It's like, oh yeah, I got this figured out. And it's like, well, no, because this, 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 and this. I'm like, well, shit, I didn't even think of any of that stuff. And yeah, there's just, there's, it's a lot about information processing. People don't even realize how much until you actually have to start doing it. And I haven't even been through a class yet and I'm starting, I'm already realizing there's a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Solo CQB is like, there will always be sacrifices. You're going to have to guess and make assumptions and hope you don't get shot in the back because you went left and not right. Uh, Two-man CQB is more doable, but there's still going to be sacrifices. Um, And as this is one of my favorite quotes uh, from Jared, and I don't know if he got it from someone else or not, but three hard dudes can change history. And three men, three-guy CQB is where it really starts to come together. You're like, we can cover all the angles. We can actually be an effective element. Four dudes is even easier. You're working with five plus. It gets so much easier just because you have more manpower to hold different angles, different danger areas. Yeah. uh, Cover and all that kind of eliminating variables and things like that. Less for you to, to focus on and think about. Exactly. Well, anyway, before we get off on too much of a tangent, tangent, more instructors. So that was three classes that required absolutely no ammo. Uh, Next up, we had Joe Fascinella, who is Gray Fighter One on Instagram and is also the owner Mm -hmm. of the Trinity Training Complex. Great guy, even if he has like that so fucking annoying New York accent, (laughs) like just New York City. It's like you just like you hear him talk and you're like, I feel like I just got cut off in traffic. <laughs> um, but amazing guy doing some really rad things, both in a professional capacity and in a, uh, you know, training capacity uh, outside of his day job, which I won't get into. Um, he did a class. It was mostly a carbine course, but carbine and pistol. Uh but that's really a deceiving way to think about it because he didn't really teach you how to shoot any better. Uh, a big part of his profession is counter terror. And he gave us a class that made you think through counter terror, different things about like, Hey, if you're suspecting this dude's wearing an S vest, uh, where's your shot placement? Where are the off switches in the body? Where on the body is a device likely to be because if we shoot that area there's a risk that we could detonate the device yeah no that's so point. he didn't really teach you that much about shooting but he taught you a whole lot about thought process uh that's actually a class that luckily i had a chance to sit through on october 1st my buddy uh justin if that's uh, archangel tad Archangel Tech Med on Instagram. Um, 
he ran deliver fund range day which was inspired by my event he hit me up like two weeks after last year's it was like bro i want to do one too would you be mad if i stole your idea i'm like are you asking me if i'd be mad if you helped other people shut up and go do it let me know if you need any help yeah um that's awesome you should have him on as a guest fantastic guy anyway um so I got to take Joe's same course that he taught at my event at my buddy Justin's event. So that was neat to be able to sit through one of my instructor's classes. Um, that one was kind of round count heavy, but I feel like you took a lot away from the class for what it was. Uh, moving on, we had a good buddy of mine, Louie, who teaches .gov folks at a facility that I, I think it's okay if I say a crucible training center down in Virginia. Um, I think I've heard of that. And okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to get into who he trains specifically or for what or why I promise he was not as cool as you think. <laughs> um, but just, you know, OPSEC anyway, Wait, is um, he the guy training the IRS agents to storm conference rooms. No, fuck no, fuck no. Uh, he's training people who are going down range. Oh, oh. Um, but not the cool guys. He's basically a crash course in, hey, you're being sent along with this unit for administrative shit. Here's how you don't die because you are going to Baghdad. That kind of stuff. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, anyway, he has a quite incredible background in uh, Marine Corps Special Operations. That is, uh, he, he's a bad motherfucker, we'll put it that way. But he taught a combative pistol class, which incorporated a lot of strikes and retention shooting and working that all into how do you create space, draw and engage, which was a really down and dirty, nitty gritty um, kind of class for him to uh to teach at the event and a lot of people really liked it because obviously for good reason uh a lot of us carry every day mm-hmm. it's somewhat likely that if you have to draw your firearm and engage uh, it's going to be within arms reach yeah if it is a for-profit crime they need to be close enough to take whatever they intend to take from you, your wallet, your keys, your phone, whatever it may be. So they're within arm's reach if they intend to take that from you. Uh, so phenomenal class there. Um, really great guy. Um, next up, we had Rob Epifania. I hope I didn't butcher his last name. Uh, he is on the Orion Training Group cadre as well. He's their pistol instructor. Who He's also a, a GM in USPSA and he came up and basically did a pistol course for us and kind of took guys back down, revisited the fundamentals, uh, polished them out and started pumping up the pace, the difficulty. And uh, when their wheels started to fall off, he was helping them fix it and onward they go. So that class was amazing as well. I have a, a couple buddies who went through that who were already good shooters and they're like dude i learned so much um yes we got rob 
We had Sam DeSimone from Evolution Training Solutions here in PA. He did a carbine course. Uh, he called it Comprehensive Carbine, which was you know, exactly what it sounds like. It's a carbine course. Um, guys were loving that. I actually intend to go take a class from Rob, hopefully sometime soon, because he's relatively local to me. Uh, you know, support support the local homies and support the people who support this event. Uh, and then we had another guy out of PA, uh, Ink Monster, who I'm going to shout out his new company, uh, Hyperion Strategies. That's going to be his training company. Um, and he did a gunfighter fitness course. So pick things up, put things down, elevate heart rate, shoot things. Yeah. So That's, I feel like that the addition of stress to some of these uh, training scenarios is an important thing that not enough of us uh, look at, myself included. Like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you have to consider what kind of mindset, what kind of physical state you'll be in. In the event you Absolutely. have to lose any of this stuff. Absolutely, man. Um, and it, it's evident that people don't want to sign up or people don't want to do this kind of stuff because uh, signups for his course in particular were kind of light compared to some of the other things. It's like he's doing a shooting class where he is still going to be teaching you fundamentals. He's still going to be teaching you, you know, how to pick up the speed with those fundamentals. He's an incredible shooter, but people are like, eh, fitness, eh. you know what I mean? So we didn't yeah. have quite as many people sign up for, for that course as we did other courses. And like I said, you get to take two in a day, at least the way that we structured this year's event. Yeah. Uh, next year's event, we got some big things cooking. Um, I'm not quite sure what it's all going to look like in its final form. I'm still working out the uh, the kinks, but I can tell you, it's looking like it's going to be a two day event. Oh wow! Holy shit! And yeah, I'm pretty excited. This is the first time I'm really publicly saying that, but uh, the facility cool. that we're moving to, the Ben Frank Ben Franklin Range in Templeton, Pennsylvania, uh, offers on site camping. So it's going to be very feasible for us to hopefully expand the event more because I think it's 1,100 acres we have to play with. Wow. And on-site camping. So that means dudes who have to travel to get here, that cuts out the expense of a hotel room. And it makes it way easier to make this a two-day event if, you know, pitch a damn tent, hang out, Go in the woods and literally build yourself a shelter. Sleep in the back seat of your car. We can actually do that at this facility. So is that so? Is that going to increase the cost to attend the course, or because it's a charity event? Is it not? I mean, I don't know what goes into all of that. Because I know if you're, I assume if you're trying to fill two days, it it changes everything. You know, like do you, you need more people to fill the time? You're moving to a different facility. You know, I. Uh, is that going to change the experience for people that are attending? Uh, I mean, is it, do you even know yet? Um, is that, that like a, a goal to avoid? I, I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's a big, I don't know yet. Um, that, we do enough. have the facility. We do have the facility <clears throat> booked. Well, I kind of know 
but I don't know well enough to give a definitive answer. Permanent, yeah, declarative yeah. answer. Um, so I've ar- I've already been talking to the guys at the host facility. They want us there. They told us that we have the facility for that weekend. It's set, good to go. The cost of actually accessing the facility is still a little bit up in the air. Now, the way that we've been doing this for the past two years at, for the past three years in the facility that we've been at up until this point, uh, which is North Montour Sportsman's Association in Danville, Pennsylvania, big love for those guys. They are a major FUD club that does not have FUD rules, and I fucking love them <laughs> for it. Um, anyway, that often, uh, yeah, no, it's like it's a FUD range. Nobody on the board, I think, like actually works full time anymore. I think everyone on the board is retired, and literally the range rules are: do not make an ambulance come here, throw a tourniquet on your leg, and drive your ass to the hospital. Rule number two: if it's select fire, it needs to be suppressed. Rule number three: no unsuppressed fire after 10 p.m. And rule number four is no dogs in the clubhouse. That's it. Huh. Uh, that is pretty. Uh, that is pretty laid back, dude. If you're you can shoot there from a moving vehicle at 2 a.m. under night vision, as long as it's suppressed. As long as it's suppressed, nobody fucking cares. It's incredible, uh, and it's, it's been it's... super. It's it's yeah. hard to find places like that, man. Like it really, people are like, well, how you know how hard is it to find a big open gravel pit or something? It's like, uh, I know harder of, than you think. Yeah, I know of like one place here in Michigan uh, that offers something like that with like built-in campsites and everything. And I think COVID killed it. Um, mm. I have to double check. I haven't been to their site in a while, but <clears throat> when I found them, I was originally going to try and go just go shoot there and like do an Airbnb with some buddies. Um, the buddies backed out because you know dude's gonna do what dude's gonna do i guess right. and the next time i looked a couple months later um like a day trip or something because i think it was only like two and a half hours or something for me um their facebook page had a lot of people posting and chatting about it closing down or something so i don't, I don't know if it's a temporary thing but yeah, it actually is hard to find places that allow that kind of uh freedom we'll say yeah like who can who who listening to this can legitimately say that you have shot from a moving vehicle at a range? Like well, that's feel far between. But anyway, um, so the the deal at this current facility or that we had been at was they host local matches. The range fee for the mat or for the event is the same cost as entering one of their matches which is $10 for the day. So you give us a $100 entry fee for the range or a $100 entry fee for the event that is directly donated to the Green Beret Foundation. And you give the range 10 bucks. Yeah, that's and the, not bad. And what that money is going to is helping them to cover insurance, that kind of shit, repairs to the range, yeah, um, all that kind of stuff. And 10 bucks, like, dude, that's nothing. Uh, if you're going to offer us use of your facility for 10 bucks a head, like worth it, any decent it. facility is going to be worth that at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, however, we have outgrown it uh, big time. We are out of space 
and we cannot expand there. So as much love as I have for my homies there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's time to move and there's no bad blood or anything like that. Um, no. but the new facility, um, you know, the guy told us, uh, Jared Ross, who is one of the owners of the Ben Franklin range also prior to Green Beret. See there, you, see that's awesome. So let me real quick jump back Dude. for a second. It, did you say so? What is the cost of somebody to attend this this fundraiser? So going into twenty twenty three, here we do not have a price set yet, but it will be one hundred dollars and probably ten to twenty dollars for the range. So one ten to 120 is the entry fee of what we're looking at now. That's going off of what Mr. Ross has told me. Uh, They need to get me an exact number and I'm waiting Mm -hmm. to hear back on that currently, but he's like, yeah, dude, we're, we're not going to rape you. Uh, We, (laughs) when we first started talking about this earlier this year, um, I asked him if I could do this event at his range. And he's like, so I'm actually, you know, former green beret, we wanted to do something at this range to raise money for the Green Bay Foundation. If you already have the groundwork laid out to set this up, we would love to just let you run it here. So they want us there. Uh, they told us, you know, hey, we're not going to bend you over on fees for use of the range. It's not going to be like thousands oh, of dollars. Yeah, if I just do cool. like 10, 15, maybe $20 a head. Which is so totally that would just be. Yeah, so that would just be roped into your registration fee. You're going to show up with, oh, and big note, we do everything fucking cash because I don't want to look sketchy at all or even raise the possibility of someone questioning, yeah. uh, you know, did the money go where it's supposed to go? Uh, you're going to hand me cash, and hopefully my contact at the Green Beret Foundation will be able to be here for the 2023 event. There are a whole tab what's happening if you're listening to this by any chance i'm gonna send it to you when it publishes this is your shout out appreciate the work you're doing um anyway uh i'm hoping that she is there in 2023 that i can just say like hey everybody look this is all the cash we raised and drop it in her fucking lap just uh you're not no gonna question whatsoever you're not gonna do one of those gigantic like pub uh publishers clearinghouse cardboard checks with a no, you know, for like no. a really cheesy photo op or something. No, um, if, <clears> if you scroll back through the, <laughs> it would be kind of neat. I hear those checks cost like two hundred dollars though. Oh fuck and... that! Who does that? Then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And I mean, like, we're we'll shop that later. Every, yeah, every fucking cent we're raising is going to the foundation. I ain't spending no two hundred dollars on a check. Um, Jesus. but anyway, um. I've just been up until this point, I've just been posting on the event page the confirmation of donation from the Green Beret Foundation. It's that way, just in case anybody wants to be like, oh, well, the money raised. And it's like, dude, right here's the proof. Um, yeah. Every fucking cent. I'm huge on that. If you haven't picked up on that by now, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am so fed up of charities you know, claiming that they support a certain cause. I'm like, I'll, I'll add them right now. Wounded Warrior Project, uh, such a small percentage of what is actually donated actually goes to the veterans. 
Oh, it's it's it awful. You look at uh, disgusting. Like, was the other uh, like like Susan G. Komen for cancer? Um, some of those because they start, you know, they get to the size where they they need people to run it full time, which which is awesome, right? You want your charity yes. to get to that level. Um, unfortunately, then to your point, it gets to that where it's like, well, we're a nonprofit, so then it changes everything. We don't have to pay, you know, taxes or everything. You know, the rules are all different. Then you find out the CEOs or whoever are running these things are making, you know, like four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to run this charity, and it's like, I, you know, I don't have a problem with anybody making a comfortable living by any means. Like you're working the same as any the rent, you know, any the rest of us are, but. Yeah. I mean, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year or more. If you're Wayne Lapierre running the NRA, what? Oh God, need to be fucking started. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's excessive <laughs> to say the least. Yes, yes. So, and one of the big reasons why I picked the Green Beret Foundation as uh, as the event or as the uh, charity to benefit here from this event was um, how efficient they are with their money. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it is 73 or 78 cents for every dollar donated actually goes to where it's supposed to. And the rest That's pretty good. Keeps, keep, the rest keeps the light, lights on at their office and um, goes to like advertising to raise more money. So that's as far as charities go, man, that's pretty fucking efficient. Yeah, it's pretty hard to beat that. I mean, yeah, seriously. and there there are tons of charities that you know that are set up for the dudes. Who, and no, no offense to these guys whatsoever, and I definitely appreciate what they've done. But a lot of dudes will do like one enlistment, and maybe they go on a hop overseas, and in their forties they have lower back pain or some shit like that, or you know the the three M earplugs that we're all hearing about now. Yeah. Um, and from what I understand, being not a veteran myself, um, the VA is mostly set up to handle those individuals because that is the vast majority of them. But then let's take a Green Beret who was in for 8, 12, 16, 20 years. Mm-hmm. All of the Christmases, those guys have missed with their families. All the holidays, the birthdays, the, the New Year kisses everything those guys have missed out on in life and they're fucking broken dude their bodies are broken so just to have i i feel like you know we have enough cherries to help out the the mass infantry men the dudes who did one or two enlistments Mm -hmm. these dudes have gone through so much and therefore I think they definitely require more attention. Um, and that was, that was just a cause that kind of spoke to me and the green beret foundation and the specific ways that they help these guys really spoke to me when I started looking into it. And, uh, I'm definitely very, very happy with, uh, the charity that I selected to raise or to do this event for. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it It sounds like everything they do is above board. And you said they're very efficient. Um, it, it, I mean, it kind of sucks that you even have to look at it that way, right? Like, ideally, it's not the way that anybody would want to have to look at such a situation. But like we were just talking about, that's, you know, unfortunately, the way of the world in 2022. 
but yeah, I mean, uh, everything I've read and heard and, and everything we've talked about, they sound like a, a fantastic organization addressing a group of a small, right. Group of individuals that, that I think are often overlooked, um, in a lot of regards or lumped in with a greater group. And it, it really just isn't a fair, it's not an apples to apples. Like you said, somebody who was a forklift driver and did four years, uh, you know, in the air force versus somebody who did 12 years, right. As a green beret with multiple combat deployments and has, you know, a laundry list of, uh, of injuries and ailments that will follow them the rest of their life. Right. So it's, uh, I yep. think it's cool, you know, I mean, and, and I think that anybody that, that served, uh, you know, deserves our appreciation. Um, but certainly to your point, some people did give quite a bit more. So uh, yeah, I think I, really I would agree that, uh, that you're able to do this and, uh, have found ways to be successful pulling this all together. Um, and like, for, awesome. for the record, um, it's fr- from what I've seen, it seems like most of the organization, charity organizations that focus on anything in the special operations world tend mm-hmm. to be, have all the same positive attributes as the Green Beret Foundation uh, because these organizations are run by either like these kinds of dudes that served at these high level units or um, by family members who are extremely dedicated to that cause. And uh, the Green Beret Foundation is not the only good one. It was just one that spoke to me. So if you guys feel it in your heart to donate to like the SEAL Found, I think it's the SEAL Fund Foundation or the Gold Star Mm -hmm. organization, um, or so many more. There are so many good ones. Uh, Just do your research and donate smart. But um, uh, along with that point of just being like professional above the board, transparent, all that stuff, mm-hmm. the level of professionalism from the green berets that I've had the opportunity to work with since starting this event has absolutely blown me away compared to, I, I, I can't really say I work for corporate America in my day job, but you know, I'm dealing with primarily civilians and uh, just the level of professionalism is like when they say they're going to have something done by X date, it's usually done early, you know, and it's I, done so fucking thoroughly. Absolutely. I, I will agree with you as somebody who does work in corporate America and deals with some of the rudest and most unprofessional. And they, these are internal people, by the way, I'm not talking about like customer interactions here. I have, I right. do deal with some people that are just super entitled and very rude very unprofessional purely out of you know personal inconvenience and uh i i wish i worked with the caliber of individual in my day job that i that i get to with guys like josh right that i get to deal with here through uh the podcast and through social media because they're just actually a different kind of you know a different caliber of individual I was actually going to bring up Josh as an as an example of this because, dude, Josh, if you're listening to this, man, you're one of the most squared away motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. Um, I asked Josh for a brief description of his uh, what his class that he was going to be teaching at the event and a packing list. I was like, "Yeah, dude, just give me like a you know like a paragraph description and uh, a packing list." 
Sure. And the, the dude's like already got it and sends me, I forget if it was three or five page word document of detailing. Just every outlining everything he was going to do. Yep. Outlined the entire thing, a full packing list. Why? Down to weather considerations, like including the zip code, like look at weather for this area and plan accordingly. And just all of this stuff. And it's like, yeah, dude, here you go. Already typed it up. You can just send this out to the participants. I'm thinking, I'm like, that saves so shit. much time. <laughs> it's so well like, thought out. And I was, I was actually talking to him about this. I think I said it when he sent me that. I was like, dude, does your wife ever just be like, Josh, just please stop for one hour. Just like be a normal fucking person. Don't plan every aspect of everything and he's like yeah she's yelled at me a couple times to just like chill a little bit <laughs> hey but you know what <clears throat> i can also find it I, I can bet that he's probably great when they plan trips and stuff contingent oh, oh well, yeah means we can go do this and stuff instead like because i'll do that on my trips with my wife and sometimes it kind of drives her a little bit batty but it's not a bad thing. It's, I would say it is a uncommon trait to find in people these days. Um, unfortunately, yeah, but every, like almost every green beret I've ever interacted with has been at that level. It's incredible to work with individuals of that caliber compared to, and if any of my coworkers are listening to this, um, <laughs> like, if some of you are squared away, I'm more talking about the clients that we work for. My company's pretty good, but the people that I have to interact with when I'm out doing my thing mm-hmm. out in the field, a uh, completely different story. Green Berets, though, it's like when they say they're going to have something done by X date or X time, it's usually done early. It is done so fucking thorough that, yeah. Yeah, we already got into all that. Yeah, no, it's and you know it's uh, something you find. I've I've had the the opportunity to to talk with a lot of individuals that came from various branches of uh, of special operations, and uh, it, it's something that I can say is a characteristic shared among that that I'll, I'll just use the same phrase that caliber of human being. Uh, is just that attention to detail and it's almost like a, a level of professionalism that comes into personal interactions. Professionalism isn't, it's not the right word, but very personable, very humble people. Um, that's because you guys we were going to say, you know, we were talking a moment ago about, uh, you know, basic infantry guys and, uh, and stuff like that. And certainly not, not a dig, but I will tell you, I've had more basic, you know, more 11 B's turn into total fucking dickheads and come at me on social media over completely meaningless, uh, you know, things like a dry fire video or something. Um, and every interaction with anybody I've ever had, that's a member of the, you know, uh, special operations community has been helpful. It comes from a place of caring, wanting to help, wanting to guide, wanting to teach people like Josh, people like Devin from, uh, tactical cowboy, uh, you know, people like Blake, uh, from, from Orion training group, uh, you know, it's always very positive. And if there is anything negative to say, they're always like, they slide into the DMS like, Hey man, check this out. 
you're you're gonna get fucked up if you try doing that shit real world it's like so i appreciate you being that nice to me it's actually funny that you say that because i have a very big shout out that i have to give which we'll get to in a second here but um yeah kind of the way that orion training group came about um I don't want to say the way I don't want to speak on Jared's behalf. And you guys may have gotten into this, his podcast. I can't remember. I did listen to it, but that was however long ago. Um, a buddy of mine posted a video just kind of fucking around, just a bunch of dirty civilians with no idea what they're doing. And they did like a vehicle takedown on his little brother. And Jared, when he had recently gotten out of law enforcement, um, and but had not yet started Orion, hit him up and was like, Hey, you know, I, I saw this video of your vehicle takedown. Um, y'all are gonna fucking shoot each other and die. <laughs> yeah. And my buddy's like, and like he didn't do it publicly, not the comments, didn't make a post or start drama. He DM'd my buddy and my buddy invited him. He's like, hey, dude, if you are willing to teach us the proper way to do it, like after he learned like his background and everything, um, he's like, hey, if you're willing to come up and teach us stuff, uh, you know, we'd be happy to pay you for your travel, we'd pay you for your time. And that turned into the first unofficial prior to OTG course. And I think from what I understand, that was a very big catalyst for Jared, who... Mm-hmm from what I've heard from him was kind of looking for direction at that point in life, uh, found it teaching. Yep. No, he, he shared that story on, uh, on, on this podcast as well. And, uh, it's funny cause I just had Blake on last week. We were, we were talking about small unit tactics and as Orion is continuing to grow and, and be successful, uh, I think it's, I, I'm pretty sure he said it was that same group of individuals that first connected. It was, you, uh, that, they got that, you know, brought them out to do that, uh, like a private, um, small unit tactics course. Um, so again, just one of these ways you build a network with people and, uh, it just, it's kind of amazing and kind of awesome the way that it all uh, comes together like that. Oh yeah. And actually, um, I don't know if I should say this now, cause I actually haven't officially talked to Blake about this yet. Um, that same course that he came on here and was talking to you about, which I actually didn't see your podcast about that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I you have should. talked That's to rude. him. I can't believe you didn't see that. I'm incredibly hurt. You know, in all honesty, I rarely listen to podcasts. Don't take offense to it. Fair um, enough. Uh, I talked to Blake about the course, but at GB Range Day 2023, I mm-hmm. want to have him teach that same course. Yeah, as a two-day awesome. event with That'd an overnight awesome. outing in the woods. Uh, I know he's in for the date. I just want to touch base that, um, you know, he's willing to teach that particular topic. Yeah. No, that'd be, I mean, it's the kind of, you, I mean, that, like, that might be cool enough to make you finally come out to this fucking event. Austin. Yeah, I'm, no, man, I'm, I'm sitting here hearing all this stuff and the wheels are turning, man. Like, I guess I, you know, what I should do is get a like a handful of guys here from Michigan to drive out with like a a, a camper or something, like four or six of us. Can I, I have at least one buddy who has one that has like the the bunkhouse built on the back of it? So you had like oh yeah, at least four beds there. 
Um, especially if you're teaching stuff like land navigation and stop the bleed, like not just like, cause that, that one individual, he's more into hunting and stuff and outdoors and he has an interest in all that stuff. He's just not big into tactical shooting. And I cringe every time I use yep. the word tactical to define or describe anything, but I digress. Uh, <clears throat> but I like, I, I, he might even be interested in something like that. Um, and coming out and doing that, especially cause I mean, it's really not I'm trying to think from, it's about eight hours, I think. Uh, which is about what it would so, be from where I'm at roughly to like a, a, a good hunting spot in like the upper peninsula of Michigan. So, right. So also you're going to have a hard time choosing classes now because Jared is doing a two day CQB course in the shoot house. Oh, wow. At the event. Shit. And keep in mind, guys, this two day small unit tactics course or two-day CQB small unit tactics course, two different types of small unit tactics, uh, field small unit tactics with Blake and CQB small unit tactics with Jared. You could take either of those for $100 plus the range fee. Like, do you have any idea what a fucking value that is? That was kind of a big goal of mine from the beginning. I wanted to give the participant value for their time and for their money to show up every, again every single fucking cent goes to an amazing cause all these instructors are doing this on a volunteer basis jared is going to fly up here from fucking louisiana on his own dime lodging on his own dime to put on a class for you to learn for a good cause blake's gonna drive up yeah, from awesome. north carolina to do this for you and for a good cause. So See, it's, that's, that's the, part the, of the, the value. It's so awesome that people are willing to do that to help each other. Yeah. And um, I'll throw out another instructor. I haven't confirmed, confirmed hard with the date yet. Um, but he has expressed a very, very high interest in this year, which he unfortunately had to bail from the 2022 event for medical reasons. Um, Tony Cowden says to count him in. Um, I'm probably going to try to have him do a uh, intermediate range carving course, like focused on LPVOs and actually reaching the the range that your five five six rifle is capable of. Oh, you mean how to Uh, use the optic that everyone runs on their gun because it looks sick, but doesn't actually know how to read the reticle? Exactly. Which, if you guys don't know, there's this really sick app that costs $12 called Strelock Pro. And if you have an LPBO and don't have Strelock Pro downloaded or something similar, you're fucking wrong. Because it will tell you your holds, then just go out and confirm and fine-tune. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, anyway, you look at it from a dollars and cents perspective. I mean, honestly, like I go to the, it, I drive an hour to go to Ann Arbor, Michigan, right? <clears throat> That's where I've taken classes with uh, my buddy Robbie and stuff. And curriculums like I, for the concealed carry tactics, it was like a hundred bucks for a four hour class. And then the two rifle classes were like 175 and they were six hours long. You're getting double that in the four hour realm. And it's, I mean, because I feel like a lot of people, it comes down to the almighty dollar. It really does, which is, it's unfortunate, but for a lot of people, given their situation, 
it, it is what it is, right? It, you know, um, I think to your credit, I think managing cost and, and putting this all together and connecting people. And then also even having, like you said, a wide variety of things people can do where it's like, if you don't want to spend the ammo, cause I mean, everyone was real tight on ammo for a hot second there, uh, having things available. Like, Hey man, you can come hang out. You can participate. You can donate, you can enter raffles and shit. Right. And you don't have to shoot if you can't afford it. There's still something here for you. I think that that's like, that's awesome. Agreed. And that was a big, a big consideration with this event was, um, cause you know, you and me, we're the same way, dude. It's like, okay, I'm going to give a hundred dollars to this charity, but what am I getting out of it? A charity has to really speak to you for you to just readily be willing to dole out your hard earned cash just to, and I, I don't mean to say this in a way that makes it sound like I'm an asshole, but essentially throwing away your money because you're not getting anything out of it. You could be buying ammo to train with. You could be buying groceries, gas to drive to work, paying bills. Uh, So what are you getting out of this money? And I wanted to make sure that this event was like, so like it was almost a value that you couldn't deny. Uh, To give you guys an idea Yeah, a lot of classes that Jared teaches for the CQB curriculum, they're $400 plus, $500 plus, depending on location and how much he pays to teach at a specific facility. Being able to get that course for $100 is a such an incredible value that... And with, with any of these instructors, really, I mean, you got to think what people's time is worth and you'd be hard pressed to find many classes that cost less than this from reputable instructors, people. I mean, you, you went through the whole list earlier, you know, yeah. guys who have actual experience and I'm not saying experience, I mean, cause obviously you can find a whole lot of infantry guys out there that have quote experience, but guys that have experience and are, they have experience and they're dedicated to being educators to sharing yes. their knowledge and and have devoted the time right to become good at it because being good at something and i you know i i'm a musician and that's where my early parts of my life and everything were all spent and i still teach you know it's very rewarding and all that but being good at something does not mean that you will be great at teaching that something. And that's something people forget about. And you see all the time with professional sports, like today, I I don't know if you follow sports very much, but the Brooklyn Nets just fired Steve Nash as their head coach. Like Steve Nash, probably going to, you know, possibly, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame for basketball, but he was a great player and did a lot of great things in his career. Absolute crap as a professional coach. We're seeing it here in Detroit with our coach, Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions. Uh, decent player, played, got a bunch of players on his staff. All guys that did a lot of notable things and were the worst team in the league. So uh, if that's any comparison, people understand hearing it. Like being somebody, just because you've done something does not make you a good educator. So these people have yeah. genuinely put the time in to, to learn how to teach and to understand how to teach and have that like that dedication to helping people. And another point to that is what demographic 
are you really good at teaching? And I'll use Blake as an example. And I'm not throwing shade behind his back. I've actually had this conversation with him personally. Um, mm -hmm. Blake, Blake, uh, Blakewater0326 or whatever his Instagram is, Maneuver Training Solutions. You've had him on here a number of times. Mm -hmm. uh, love the human. Fantastic guy. Uh, I do not learn as much from him as I do from Jared. And Blake's experience level blows Jared's out of the fucking water. Um, now, for a lot of the military dudes who were in this class prior military or even active, the way that they think from a military perspective corresponded very, very well with the way that Blake teaches. Um, I, as a civilian, don't feel like I learned as much from Blake as I did from Jared. Because Jared, as a civilian who taught civilians, has a way of breaking it down to the way that my simple monkey brain can understand it and not the way an 0311 understands it, if that makes sure. any sense. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, I will say, I will say, full disclaimer here, there are also civilians who thought Blake was a fantastic teacher. So that's a personal thing. People learn differently. Don't you dare not take a course from Blake because I said that I don't learn from him as well as I learned from somebody else. Um, the way that Orion has their courses set up, you will rotate around to different stations on one of the earlier days of the course, learning the same thing from different instructors with different backgrounds who word things in different ways. The way Jared explains it sticks in my head better. Mm -hmm. For other people, it's Blake. Now, that being said, once you have these concepts down and you get back around to Blake and he's able to add his 20-year Marine Corps experience to a concept that you now understand, that is where that experience really starts to come in, in my personal opinion. Uh, and at that point, I'm able to take more from his lessons. Right. No, I mean, it's, if that makes it's, any sense at all. Well, and that's the beauty in training as civilians, right? Is that we can be selective about <clears throat> who we want to learn from and, and teaching styles and things like that. I mean, people's delivery, it's going to be, it's part of being an educator, being a teacher is you get to make it your own and you have to work on your delivery. And um, I've had to learn this teaching music and I'm sure it's something that Blake and Jared both think about uh, and evaluate. I mean, anybody who does that for a living, they that's, that's their trade. Right. So they, I'm sure they look at that stuff, but you know, I mean, there, I don't think there's any uh, shade or, or shame or, or anything bad and just say like, Hey, I, I learn a lot from both these guys. I prefer the way this guy teaches just because I receive it better. That's, I don't think that's a negative thing. And I mean, if anybody listens to this and, and that's your takeaway, I think you're, you're missing the forest through the trees. I think, you know, you, yeah. you're missing the point of what we're trying to say here. Yeah. Um, Blake, fantastic teacher, wealth of experience. I just don't learn from him as well as I learned from some of the other members of the Orion cadre. And uh, I, Will, I would say Will I is another I, example of this. Uh, Stuffs mm -hmm. and Pews on Instagram. The yeah. dude is actively on a high-level team. This dude is so fucking squared away 
I I wouldn't be surprised if he was doing this while Jared was in middle school at a professional level. You know what I mean? <sighs> but the way he teaches things, he's operating at such a high level that sometimes I feel like, to me, explaining a concept to me as someone who has taken a handful of CQB courses and is by no means, by no means whatsoever, a professional CQB operator. Um, the way he teaches, sometimes it just goes like way over my head. And I have to have him kind of like, hey, take that topic, let's back it up and dumb it way the fuck down. Yeah. But then once you start getting into it, where now you have a more solid understanding of some of the fundamentals, some of the points that he's bringing up in the considerations and everything, and some of the more advanced techniques really start to hit home once you have a more thorough understanding of the topic that you're talking about. So some of those guys who are incredibly well experienced um, sometimes teach, and I feel like that's kind of the same thing that's happening with Blake. Because if I if my memory serves correctly, I think he did 16 years in Force Recon. That sounds right. I'd have to that dude, that dude has so much fucking experience that CQB for him has to be literally something that doesn't even require a lot of conscious thought. Where yeah, 90% of it can run in the background and he's focusing on 10% that needs focused on. To try to have him teach those con those very basic concepts to someone who knows nothing mm -hmm. i i wonder if sometimes he's teaching at such a high level that i'm just not at a high enough level to understand it it's either that it's or possible. just his teaching style doesn't really jive with how i learn but that's another great thing about orion every course that you go take with them there are multiple instructors who all teach things a little bit differently some of their instructors um I didn't feel like I really learned a whole lot from and other dudes who were in the same class in the same group rotating around with me thought that that individual was like their best instructor. And dude, I learned so much from them. It's all just the way that people teach and the way it's received by the students. And that's why Orion yeah. on purpose <laughs> has multiple instructors teaching the same points. Well, and the situation's never the same. Like the mistake that you made and the mistake that the guy in the next group made could be different. So they're from an instructor's lens, right? If you put yourself on the other side of it, it could trigger a different thought. It could trigger something different and they, they may say something different or approach it a different way or whatever. You know, those interactions aren't, it's, it's not a one-to-one -one comparison, right? So, I mean, things for everyone to keep in mind, like, cause I, I really like Blake's information i think like i actually would say that Dude, his instagram prefer... is one of my favorites yeah oh no he's got tons of stuff on there like things that i i think a lot of people wouldn't even consider looking into and for some some of it like you don't i like i don't need to because i don't do all the stuff that he talks about but a lot of it he does like i do and i've learned a bunch of things and we even talked about on the podcast last week you know things like an ir buzzsaw i'm like uh, until I had seen it on his page probably a couple months back, I had no idea what the fuck that was. I'm like, mm, yep. uh, what you said, what now? You know what I mean? Um, and for a civilian, how applicable is a buzzsaw? Uh, probably not, unless it's literally something that will be in a history book. 
Yeah. I mean, unless you're, you're using regular chem sticks and just trying to signal somebody, you know, if you're lost in the woods or something, I mean, I guess it could be, you know, like it, it you, you likely wouldn't need that skill, but you could say the same of a lot of what we prepare for. Right. I mean, yes, absolutely. You ever really going to need to know how to shoot a suppressed weapon out of a moving vehicle? No, probably not, but probably not, I really but I'm want to know do anyway. it because I can. Right. No, and, and, and I agree. I think that, you know, uh, Blake's a really squared away guy. Like I really enjoy my conversations with him. And, uh, I think anyway, listening to this, definitely, if you haven't by some chance listened to the earlier conversations I've had with him, or you haven't checked out his Instagram, you you really should. You're missing out. You are missing out for sure. Uh, and for everything I've said about Blake and me receiving his teaching is Mm -hmm. by no means discounting him as an instructor. It's just for me personally, big emphasis on that. I don't feel like I learned from him as well as I do from some other instructors, but he is an absolute wealth of information and you should soak up every single fucking yeah. thing. Make the, make the determinations for yourself, folks. Like don't, don't necessarily just cause it's what, you know, Dylan is saying is what yeah. it has to be for you. Yeah, it's Don't, don't, don't suck his dick, vet and verify, <laughs> but um, yeah, don't do that. That might end poorly for you. Everything that he said that I've heard thus far has been spot on. And it's not even like what he's teaching is incorrect or bad. It's how I perceive it. But I'm actually very, very excited. Uh, Coming up here in January, I'm going to be in another course with Blake and Jared here in Pennsylvania. Um, And I'm, I'm very excited to see now that I have a little bit deeper of an understanding on a lot of these fundamental topics of CQB, if I can take more away from his instruction than i had in previous courses that's a good point as well you know um previous or existing knowledge is is certainly a consideration with a lot of those things too and um and especially in these things like we talked about earlier with cqb being so thought intensive and like data processing intensive uh oversaturation of of information is a real thing so uh, there's there's definitely variables to that i mean um, I, I would, I, I would be willing to bet that you probably will have a different experience this time around. I, I, I think I will as well. Um, it's a lot of it is just like the elaboration, just the way that my monkey brain works. It's like, I need to not understand, not only understand what I need to understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're big on I, the I've, context and the nuance piece. Yeah, and I feel like in a couple of the points that Blake had made, I didn't get as much why to thoroughly understand it. But for someone from a mill background, that might just be exactly what they need, the way that they need to be taught. And mm-hmm. Blake does still, as a retired civilian, um, he teaches mill dudes as his full-time gig. That's the world he lives in. So... What he's doing, I'm sure, is working fantastic for those guys. But, but then to go from him as a straight sieve, I felt like maybe I wasn't taking as much away from the course as I could have if I was used to learning a different different style. That being said, again, I still took a whole lot away from that class coming from Jared and also some from Blake. I don't want to say like, oh, I learned fucking nothing from Blake. No, I learned a lot but I just yeah. felt like I learned more from Jared in that one particular class. 
Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I, I get it, man. Um, a hundred percent understand and makes sense to me. I mean, again, people listening to this, if that's, if you're hearing that, you know, you shouldn't listen to instructor a over instructor B or something purely based off of what somebody on Instagram or a podcast says, like, I mean, make up your own mind, unless it's something like totally egregious, like, you know, the shot a student. Yeah. Something like that, which I actually did run into a guy at a cigar bar a couple of years back who'd come to find out he was a uh, CCW instructor here in Michigan and shot at like indeed and shot a student through the door to the firing range. No way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, he didn't disclose all of that. He just disclosed that like what his, I think he gave us like his name or his like Instagram handle and then like what area he was in. And then uh, I did the the rest of the research myself and put it all together. And I was like, dude, no fucking way. Of course, it's why you lost your accreditation as an instructor. You fucking shot somebody. You're lucky you're not in the clink, you fucking idiot. Bro, when we're yeah. offline, send me this dude's info. I'm going to flame this motherfucker. I can't I, wait. I'll have to see if I even still have it. But it was a it was a pretty uh, funny. Like I was there with uh, my buddy, Sam. Um, Sam, who's who's been on the pod before, you know, Tac P uh high school buddy like just good dude we just happened to get together one night like well, let's go have a cigar let's go watch some boxing you know like dude shit and uh yeah we we're just talking about some shooting stuff like real nonchalant real casual and this was even a, this was years ago right so uh probably four years ago maybe even five so i like wasn't even as into things as i am now and that's when this guy like he just invited himself into our conversation i was like oh for the love of fuck you know, and the first, like the first one, of the first couple of things out of his mouth was like, you know, I'll take, you know, have somebody put one round on the, on the paper. I'll take their gun from them and I'll, I'll shoot straight through the hole. That's what I do. That's my thing. That's what I do. I'm like, okay. okay. Like I am already over this conversation and it's been about three minutes and it went yeah. for like another 45. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I, I, uh, I did not, I did not enjoy uh, that evening as much as I was planning to, but, um, so, uh, so well, long story in, short, there's bad instructors out there and then there's just people you may not learn well from. So take, take yes. that all for what it's worth. <laughs> Blake is definitely a phenomenal instructor. I just did not learn as well from him as other people did. Other civilians did. So it's probably just a me problem to sum this all up. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I said I said a while ago that I was going to give a shout out to a very good friend of mine. Uh-huh. Um, this is kind of getting back on the charity shoot thing. Uh, my buddy Mitchell, formerly the boy from Illinois, then the boy from Illinois V2, then the boy from Illinois V3. Can't tell. Instagram likes him too. And uh, currently he is Hiram House Productions. He, and he is the dude who runs all of the the media production for Orion Training Group, who, if you can't tell by this conversation thus far, me and a lot of the boys at Orion and Jared in particular, we, we pretty tight. Um, especially Jared. I probably talk to him at least once a week, just like not even shooting or Instagram or CQB related stuff, just life. Um, but anyway, he organized a charity event at his house in 2020 to raise money for the American Cancer Society. And he was doing it as a one-time thing. And I took his idea with his permission, his blessing, if you will, and I ran with it. And that is what turned, that is how 
GB range day came to exist. I wanted to create a community range day that provided good return on investment for the people coming and support an amazing cause. And I got all of that inspiration from him. He's an amazing dude, a really, really good friend of mine. Uh, if you're listening to this, you need to get on Warzone because I fucking miss you. And I don't see you enough because you live in Illinois. Um, but anyway, top that's... three worst states in the country. Yeah. And like Ohio and. Ohio doesn't even exist. It doesn't count as a state. Nope. Nope. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I just. I feel like I'd be remiss to come on a podcast and talk about all of this good stuff that we're trying to do for others and not talk about where my inspiration for it came from. So, you know, Hey, if you guys want to go follow anybody out of this, uh, follow the range day page first, because it's a boy. Um, but then also follow him at higher house productions because he is kind of the catalyst that got all of this started. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, good to know. And, um, and I've actually, uh, corresponded with him. I think it, that when it was, the V the boy from Illinois V two account. So oh, that was a while back. Him. Yeah. So hard to keep track with all the uh, accounts getting nuked and stuff like that. It's kind of annoying that it happens to people so frequently these days, but no, definitely good to call that out. And, uh, and obviously a pretty awesome idea that he kind of birthed there and not like he's not doing anything. You know, he's obviously doing a lot of great work with, uh, with Orion and stuff. So kudos to him. And, uh, and if you, outside if you're looking, of that, go check it out. Outside of that, in his personal life, not going to get into it, but um, yeah, he, he's doing some really good things for for others, and uh, he's going into his next big life endeavor here very soon. And uh, if you happen to be listening to this, Mitchell, man, I'm proud of you. Make us proud. Cool, man. Well, hey, we're uh, we're right about at time, so uh, you know, before we kind of we wrap it here, do you want to just throw out where people can find uh, your personal? Uh, or, or find you on online. I know you kind of mentioned the website and the range day and stuff um, where people can go for more information on all that. I am sorry. My AirPods died. Can you hear me again? No, I got you. Okay. Sick. Uh, I kind of heard faintly. Where can people find me? Yeah. Where people can go ahead and find you on uh, social media. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first off and most importantly, the event page, because that's what all this is about. Um, that is GB as in Green Beret, but it's just GB underscore range underscore day. Um, and if you're at all interested in, you know, if you stuck around this far and you don't think I'm a complete idiot, uh, my personal account is ruthless.actual. And there I just kind of post a lot about my personal trainings, classes I'm taking, uh, equipment that I'm using, how I feel about it, what, what's working and what's not. And uh, pretty pictures of guns, but I really don't have anything better to say that day. Yeah. But I'm most active over there. Uh, If you guys have any kind of, you know, questions about anything about the page or about the event, you can message me at either account and I'll be sure to get back to you. Um, Or any questions about anything I've said during this podcast, feel free to hit me up. Um, I actually make it a point to get back to every DM. That's not something completely stupid. So if you DM gotta, me and I don't answer you, got to throw yeah, that you out there. You. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not worth the time. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, that's that's what I'm up to. Uh, if you like pretty pictures of guns and some training shit, go ahead and follow me. But uh, I'd, I'd most appreciate it if you followed the uh, the range day and try to make it out because, uh, like I said, like I keep saying, every fucking cent goes to an amazing cause, and that's the biggest legacy that I could ever leave is doing something good for others. I could not give a single fuck about the follower count on my own page, my personal page, Ruthless Actual. But if you guys come out and support this charity shoot, um, that is what, for me, make, makes makes my dick hard. <laughs> yep. No, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I feel you, man. Um, it's an awesome endeavor. And, uh, and I appreciate taking the time to uh, share the details with the listeners and myself and, um, you know, really just explain what it's about. And, and again, the value, you know, what you're getting for your relatively small amount of money. Um, so hopefully if you're listening to this, if you're in like the Midwest or the East coast region, you know, start planning, you got, you got 12 months ish, right. To, to make September this 16th, follow. that weekend, September 16th, be there or be a word that will get your podcast fucking blacklisted yeah let's not do that <laughs> um but yeah thanks man um i appreciate you making the time to come on uh i, I love hearing about this and i think it's so cool you being able to do you know everyone i feel like everyone's had like their little projects you know through covid like those things where like i got a bunch of fucking free time i'm gonna do something meaningful with it um by far yours is definitely the best uh story that i've i've come across you know i started a podcast whoopty fucking do um but you're out there doing that real shit, man. And it's, it, it is, it's really cool to hear about the growth and the experiences and everything like it. And I, I wish you nothing but the best uh, of luck in, in growing this. And it sounds like you guys are doing all the right things. So I'm going to, I am going to do my part and, and commit to try and, uh, and get out there next year, plan it out, you know, schedule the PTO at the turn of the calendar with work and all that. And definitely going to be worth it. I think. So appreciate the hell out of it, man. Um, Thank you. And I, I appreciate the time to uh, help get the word out about the event. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And uh, we'll, we'll be in touch and I look forward to uh, doing this again in the future, man. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. I'll see you all. all right. soon. Take care. Well, there you guys go. Uh, that's kind of Dylan's story on the green beret uh, range day. It's, it's a good story, man. You know, it's really, it's really nice to see people giving back to the community, especially because so many of these individuals, A, they sacrifice so much in service of their country, but many of them continue to to teach and to share their knowledge and to give back to their, to their community, this 2A community that we're all a part of. Uh, they continue to share their experiences and their stories and their knowledge and their skills and the lessons that, that they learned so to, to give back to them for everything that they've given, I think it's it's really cool. And additionally, I mean, you're real hard pressed to find a better deal than this. You know, I know a four hour class isn't super long, but, you know, I know I local ranges offer classes like I was like I mentioned when I was talking to Dylan, you know, I've I pay one hundred dollars for a four hour class. <clears throat> I pay one hundred and seventy five for a six hour class on on uh, carbine. And this is 
$100 for two four-hour classes. I know the format's going to change up a little bit, and it's going to go to two days. So you're even getting more information and more access to training for that same dollar amount, and it's all going. Every cent of it is going to a great, great cause. Super, super excited to be able to share that that piece of Dylan's story and and to let you all know, you know, if you're new to the podcast, if you haven't listened to my original uh, discussion with Dylan at the beginning of the year, um, you know, n- now you know. Go check out the Instagram page for the, rain, the range day. Sign up for it next year. They moved to a bigger venue. They're planning a ton of growth. Obviously, expanding to two days is, is huge, and it's just it's super cool and a really awesome opportunity. And I'm going to commit to to be there next year to get a group of guys, get a Michigan contingent together, and head out to Pennsylvania, out to the old uh, East Coast there to to attend that two day event there. And, uh, and support an awesome, awesome cause. So I, I hope you guys uh, think it's awesome. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. And and I hope you guys all go sign up. Go out and learn a few things next year. And uh, maybe we all get a chance to network and connect. So um, check it out. All good stuff. Uh, again, hope you guys enjoyed it. But that's all I got for you. That's it. So until I have, uh, until until next time, until I got more for you next week, right? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to shut the hell up and and get out of here until next time, everybody get out there, work hard, train smarter. And like we always say here, be prepared. Be prepared.